Good afternoon, good evening. I'm Teal Bean. This is the Impulse Show. And with me, looking a little malnourished, Jeffrey Keeble. What's going on? I don't know if I'm that that far yet. You know, I think you need more protein, to be honest. Dude, I am I'm sore right now. I'm not gonna lie. Also, don't Google how much protein is in dog food. <laughs> All right. In a bowl of uh, dog food, there's 600, like there's 600 grams of protein. What? Yeah. So anyways, before he starts eating dog food, our other co-host, Lyle Keeble. That's a lot of protein. That's <laughs> I need so to get on the dog protein. food diet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need more protein in my life. Can you, can you imagine, dude, if you, if I, if I, you know, we're filming for the summer and then you just hear like, <laughs> We're like, well, what's going on? We look over and Jeffrey's got like a little baggie. Yeah. Like, like dog food. <laughs> dog chow. Is that what that variant is called? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Purina stuff. Yeah. And it's, and, and he gets, it's like, it's for big dogs. Like, so yeah. there's like extra amount of protein. And then he's going to be like, yeah, cause I'm a big dog. <laughs> I'm, like, oh, I'm, I'm a big dog now. Yeah, I need all I this gotta, protein. Gotta, gotta eat this food. That dog in me. So vascular. Speaking of protein. Oh my god, here we go. What is that? Is that muscle milk? No, core power. What does that mean? I don't know. That's 42 grams of protein though. Because I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's no 600 No, no, but it will do. It will do. Yeah, no, we're, I was just telling Lyle uh, while you got up real quick. I was like, what if we look over and fucking Jeffrey's eating dog food next summer? <laughs> 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 Snacking on dog food. Oh, man, full of CJ Greaves with those doggy treats. Oh, my goodness, man. <laughs> you know what would be terrible is if you're like, you're like, it's not bad. I'd, be like, I'd honestly be genuinely curious. Then <laughs> you're like, all right, let me try. Yeah. I'm just all eating dog food. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just all swole, all ripped. Like, yeah, he's, yeah. On to, he's on to something. Can you imagine then if we just get like vascular? I'm talking like nasty vascular just from all the protein. I hope like, so. Like, I can't even wipe my ass kind of vascular. Oh, uh, I don't know if that's vascular or just like just swole. <laughs> it's a good point. It's a good point. I don't know, man. I don't know if I'd want to get that big. You know, kind of just get hosed down a little bit. Well, I tell Maybe you one. A, I tell you one thing. I am never taking anything from a white man again. You're not taking anything from a white man again. Why yeah. is that? Kitsman almost killed me this weekend. He told me. I think it was Friday night or Saturday night. I was like. I think I mentioned something and he's like, he's like, oh, dude. And he's like, so this, this pre-workout I have, like, you're only supposed to take like half a cup. He's like, it says it explicitly on the, on the, on the thing, only take a half a cup. And he goes, so I took a half a cup and Jeffrey came to work out with me. He goes, I gave him a full cup. <laughs> <laughs> he did that motherfucker. Like, I swear to God, I think I had a heart attack. <laughs> like I was I was talking to Chaz when I got home and I was telling him my symptoms and everything and he genuinely got worried. He was like, "Dude, he was like, you want me to take you to the hospital right now 
He was like, we can get some blood work done just to see if your heart's still there. He was like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, he was like, dude, he was like, and he's telling me, he's like, I know how all that shit feels like. And I was like, yeah, I witnessed it once. But I was like, dude, I swear to God, I was like hallucinating. I was fucking, my heart was beating all fucking fast. And Well, I, I asked Zach like before, I was like, oh, where do you get it? He's like, he's like, you can't find it anywhere. He's like, I'd be surprised if you could find it. He's like, it's not even FDA approved. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> like this was just me and him talking. Like he knows I'm not taking it. So he wasn't like trying to bullshit me. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, the positives though from that, and I will probably take it again. Is that <laughs> I had I had the best workout ever. <laughs> you just feel so alive. Do you have a hard time breathing or what? Yeah. Well, afterwards I did. Yeah. When everything, oh, okay. When I was like weaning off of it, like I was, I was like I couldn't get a like a good breath in, like for like <laughs> for like twenty four hours after the pre workout. Uh, how'd you sleep? I, yeah, dude. My like, like I said, I think I was hallucinating. <laughs> so like. <laughs> Literally, I was only sleeping for like two hours, but my dream felt like it was like a full day. Man. Yeah, it was, it was, wasn't cool. And my dreams were so vivid and everything. It was just dumb. I was dreaming, but I was awake. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was dreaming, but I'm awake. Lyle, can you imagine if you had like rolled over in the middle of the night and Jeffrey's just laying there staring at you? He's just like. <laughs> <laughs> knock it off now yeah <laughs> come on now go yeah. to bed he's like yeah get the tobacco out and start yeah. throwing it at him yeah he's like he's like why do you look like a ferret I'm like what <laughs> i uh i took pre-workout uh one time for a for a game and it's terrible choice it was an absolute terrible choice so yeah. like that's the only way that's why i asked if you had a hard time breathing jeffrey is i took one for a game and like it didn't help. I had uh like a Red Bull and Oxy and then I threw up and then I felt better. <laughs> but the, the like that's the closest I ever got to like I guess what you went through. Oh dude. Oh, Red Bull and Oxy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone was asking me, I was like, was there cocaine in there? And I'm like, I don't know. I was like, it felt like it. <laughs> It like, did say that. I read oh, it too. Fuck. It was like it says it recommended like a quarter of a cup or half a cup until you find like the right dosage for you. <laughs> That's so fucking funny, man. And I just went straight fucking full, full scoop. Dude's out here squatting <laughs> fucking trucks. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, the pump that I got from it was like phenomenal. Like I felt really good during the workout session. After the workout <laughs> session, it was like a nightmare. You know, I'm not going to lie. I'm I'm excited for this spring to, to have like a, a roommate or, you know, somebody that we can you know, go to the gym with and stay motivated. And I want to, I want to get them, I want to get them Jeffrey arms. You know what I mean? I want to get them pythons, baby. Them 22s. That's what I want. I think Swole I'm at, brothers. I, I think Swole I'm at, bros. I think I'm at 20s. I'm not. not quite I know. I'm kidding. 20, like Hulk Hogan had 22s. And he's uh, yeah, chill I was going to say. Fucking big like, ass head. Oh, wow. <laughs> Uh-uh. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, yeah, okay, anyway. <laughs> I'll be trying to be nice. He's like, oh, bro, I only got 20. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. I'm just letting you know. Well, these 20s didn't do shit against Andrew Carlson. Tell you that much. You yeah. got waxed by Andrew Carlson, yeah, by the way. Yeah, totally waxed. You've gotten taken on by people smaller than you twice now. I'm not a wrestler. And he goes, you think I could take Tito? Well, bro. Tito was easy. He's not as fast as these other two. I proved you tried proved wrestling me in the at 
in uh, in South Dakota with one arm. Ooh, okay. Now yeah, one, one arm. arm, one mm-hmm. arm. No, I don't want to get into it. Let's just uh, let's I just continue. Arm. Let's That's just why. continue going. Oh let's my god, here we going. go, Lyle. Oh my god. See, yeah. <sighs> you're oh, only two against people smaller than you, and then Tito's bigger than you. And yeah, I, I, I fucked up. one arm. Hey, did you, do, do you see the? <laughs> okay, yeah. Do you see the comparison here? Smaller people win, so I, I'd fuck up Tito. Smaller people win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Oh, I might be back on Jeffrey train now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a good point. Yeah. <laughs> the faster people are winning. <laughs> so that snow cross this weekend. That was a lot of fun. Dude, fun. I yeah, I had fun. I really enjoyed myself, like generally did. Uh the first day was a bit nippy. Um, but also good racing. Uh, yeah. Well, who won the first oh no, Elias just took uh, well, Elias and Jordan LaBelle just fucking dominated the first day. Yeah, they ran away with it on that first day. Yeah, but that second day, Saturday, was crazy. That pro light race was good. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, super impressed. I mean, dude, like like Jordan didn't it would Jordan was in the LCQ. Yeah. Yep. And then, you know, kind of had a shitty, shitty spot, I guess. Yeah, I, I he wouldn't started, say shitty well, spot for yeah, the final. Well, he started second row. Yeah. Second row on the inside he was at. And to get the jump that he got into the first corner is fucking yeah. phenomenal. Like, I can't believe he came out of there, I think, fifth place. After the yeah, first it was lap. like fifth or sixth, I think. And... And the thing of it was, was that Riley Bester had an amazing uh, hole shot, huge lead. And for Jordan to track him down, man, like that's super impressive. And it's one of those where I think for me to watch Jordan, you know, go through and, and earn something like that for sure was, was impressive to watch. You know what I mean? Like the kid is as good as, you know, all these wins are, 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 are saying is sometimes, you know, you run, you run away with something. You're like, okay, like, is it the people around you? Is it, is it your vehicle? Like, like, you know, there are a plethora of things that you can contribute it to, but for him to kind of like earn that win definitely was, was a, a good win. And for him to celebrate after that, I think was warranted for sure. Yeah. I mean, what do you think, I mean, Lyle? What? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, like Tito said. Well, you can't just go. I think, yeah, <laughs> I mean, he hit it on the on the dot. Like he's on a. I mean, it probably sucks for like the other competitors, like knowing that you're that close, but he's still like you watch him go past you, basically. Like, and then you just see him pull away, and then you just see basically it's him and I think in my eyes right now it's him and Bester, like one and two right now clearly, and then you just. All the the competitors got to be a little demoralizing, you know, like you had a couple of good weeks and then this time you like, okay, Jordan's not on the front row with us. And then you just see him rip through the pack basically right off the start and then just slowly start chipping away at everything. Yeah. Like in Tito's eyes and, you know, we talk about Snowcross a lot, like just in our downtime and everything. And, you know, Tito's not a big fan of, uh, of Mr. LaBelle. Um, not at all. Just because he's so he's so dominant <laughs> in, in in the sport light class or in, or in the pro light class. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I think in Tito's eyes, this weekend was like a proving point that you know he doesn't have everything handed to him. He is, you know, greatly talented. He can go through the pack, 
you know, he has all the fundamentals that needs to be a champion. <clears throat> and, you know, I think where, where Tito is at is like, how come he didn't move up to the pro class this year? You know, obviously he's just staying down in the pro light class, maybe just to gather up wins experience. I mean, who knows? Or maybe it's a manufacturer thing, you know, like maybe Skadoo told him that he had to stay down for another year. I mean, who knows? But I mean, that'd be my guess too. Cause last year he was really good. Like he pretty much did the same thing last year. Yeah. I think he went seven in a row last year, lost once and then went back on the money train again. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, it, it's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, like how, how much he dominated last year. And then again, you know, was, uh, back to his ways, you know, this year. And, and I guess for me, and, 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 you know, you're, you know, you're right, Jeffrey, maybe that's not fair of me to kind of, I guess, judge that, but I can't help, but kind of like how I feel on watching him all last year, you know, just dominate the field. And you're like, okay, like you're definitely a very, very skilled and talented person. And there's no way that you should be back in pro light. And, and maybe, and maybe it's a, a sponsor's thing, you know, where they're like, Hey, well, we got a guy in, in pro we, and then we need somebody in pro light. We can't be having two people compete. And then maybe it's a contractual thing where maybe he signed for two years, three years, same thing with the other guy, where then you got to wait until that's up before you can kind of like redo a contract. I don't know, but you can't help, but still step back and be like, okay, man, like, like you are, you are farly talented mm-hmm. than, than the rest of that pro light field. And the only people who are competing against you is Riley and Nick. And they were both even considering going to pro last year, let alone this year. And I think with Riley, it was an injury. And then with, um, I mean, Nick this year, it's, it's an injury. So, um, you know, uh, it's hard for me to kind of like, just, I, I don't want to say celebrate Jordan and his wins. Cause I mean, at the end of the day, you still have to win. Yeah. You know I mean? yeah. He, he still got to go through both heats and then still win the, still win the final. So it's yeah. not like he's, on cruise control, but he makes it look so easy that you can't help but be like, okay, like get your ass up out of here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, go, go to those pros. Cause I mean, they're the dominator, like dude's so fast, but yeah. You I mean, put, I, can you imagine though, if he's in a, on a, in a pro man, he's got like that style, like uh Elias, like where they both mastered, like almost like the wild, but in control. Yeah. Like yeah. they're, like they're not you don't you don't look at them and like compare them like as a smooth rider you know like they're they're on the gas always and throwing the sled around bouncing off shit and then I mean there I saw it this weekend I don't know if you guys watched them at all it was uh, Anson Shield he's got like that same he's oh. fast mm-hmm. he's like wild and everything like he I was I thought he was going to win a couple of these just like watching his heats but he crashed a lot and I think that's where like Jordan's at like. He doesn't crash when he's like going that fast. Like he's got it. He's yeah. got that style down. I don't know how to explain yeah. it. Like you seen Anson. I Anson was only one I could see like that was like has that style also. I mean, at least this weekend, but he just kept crashing. So I don't know if it's just like uh for him, Anson wise, it's like how am I trying to say it? He's like learning, I guess, the speed and then what speed comes crashing, you know. Yeah. And then eventually he'll figure it out. But I thought that was a close comparison. Like, oh, good shit. Anson might have something for LaBelle this weekend, but just couldn't hold it together. And LaBelle's just got that same style, but makes it work. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's like chaotic control. You're always on yep. that. You know, they always talk about being on the, on that edge of, 
you know, control and chaos and, and, you know, Jordan's definitely got that down. And so does, uh, you know, Ischel. Yeah. And then um, you look at Bester, the guy that's like probably LaBelle's closest competitor. He's more like smooth and calculated out there. It looks yeah. like. like he's like hopping over the bumps, trying to time everything, land smooth to do this and that. Yeah. He's trying to find that smooth line mm-hmm. throughout the track. And I think that's like, I don't methodical. (laughs) Yeah. And I, and I think that's the difference between like, like Lyle hit it right at the, on the head, you know, like Elias and and Jordan, you know, they don't care where those bumps are. You know, if it's the fast line, they're hitting that fucking fast line. You know what I mean? So, and it doesn't matter if it's on the inside or outside, like they're, they're going to do it. They're going to find a way to do it. And the crazy thing about Snowcross too, is that the lines change so much throughout the race. Like even from heat to the finals, I mean, they're changing the track physically too, you know, as far as the the groomers go, you know, one heat, there might not be a triple there. The next heat, there's a fucking triple there, you know, and to find that line or even to be, to go around that corner and be like, oh shit, like we got to hit this on the first lap. You know, I I don't know. Storecross is definitely a, a different sport, a different game changer, a different mindset. And for these riders to do it, I just give them all the credit in the world because it's probably one sport that I will never want to try. No, absolutely not. Like you said, the, I mean, look at how young these guys are, you know what I mean? It's, it's the, the, they're so in fit. I mean, there's nobody like me or Jeffrey out there, at least not yet. I mean, you know, somebody wants to sponsor a, you know, 30 plus big man double XL class. I'm in. Can you imagine our bodies taking them slams? <laughs> like, just, no. like just on the doubles <laughs> coming up short a little bit. It's uh, like, ah, the back. Yeah. It's such a boring race. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I like, can't I even... jump in that shit. Yeah. Single every jump. Wham. Yeah. Wham. <laughs> Power to the ground is what they say. Yeah. <laughs> The more you're there, the more you lose time. Yeah. You'd have to make us a short track. Yeah. yeah, just a little oval track. Yeah, four laps, that's it. Uh, be dead after the first one. Our yeah, be more of a fucking sprint than anything. Um, well, should we bring in our guest then, since uh, he doesn't have too much time? Yeah, yeah, and I know that you have a lot of questions for him, so. I do. It's going to be a wild. I know, I know you're minutes. excited. I know you're Half excited. Half hour, 40 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I'm going to try to fit it all in. Uh, I'm going to puke. Okay. And our next guest is in the running to replace Kyle Greaves as my favorite pro light driver across all platforms. <laughs> this next guest started riding snowmobiles at the same age I started gaining weight. At only five years old, this young talent started slaying the pow pow and hasn't looked back since. He's crafty, he's energetic, and he's like a salt rock those astrological girls have in the room. He's a joy to be around. He's got a smile that'll make your panties wet and a driving ability that'll get you bricked up. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a 2019 state champion in the beloved Native American sport of lacrosse. We have the number 51 Pro-Lite backed by Red Bull, Polaris, and Team LaValle. Hailing from Prior Lake, Minnesota, we have Riley Bester. What up? (laughs) What's going on, brother? Not a whole lot. How about you? Not much, man. Just uh, trying to survive this storm, the snowpocalypse here in uh, Minneapolis. What about you? You uh, you in Prior <laughs> yep. Lake or what's going on? What destination? Uh, you I'm in Wyzetta. Gotcha. Gotcha. Are you still living in uh, in Prior Lake or are you in Wyzetta? What's yeah. going on here? Yeah, I'm living at home still. <laughs> <laughs> trying to save up some money so I can get a crib of my, my, my own. 
Where, where are you going to get it? Are you going to do YZ or Idina? I mean, they're they're both the same at this point. <laughs> Definitely neither. Probably freaking. I don't even know. Somewhere cheaper than that. Brooklyn Center, <laughs> Brooklyn Park, something like that. Yeah, Minneapolis downtown. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There we go. So, dude, man, how's uh, how's your season been going? Like I said, man, you're you're. Um, you're, you're at the top as far as pro light goes, you know, top two points. I mean, you're there last year. How's that season going for you so far? At least, uh, like, at least how you think. Oh, pretty good. I mean, I started the year, like I came into the season, like obviously wanting to go for the championship. I came in, got on the box. I was second place three, the first three weeks. And then the next three, I was off the podium, which sucked. Um, but then I got back on the podium at ERX. So it's gone good. I mean, I had last year, I had like a few finishes where I was like out of the top 10. And this year I've been in the top 10 every race, even with a few crashes and going off the track. So like, I've been happy with that, but basically just, if I can get out, get out in the top five, even top 10, like I've been able to work my way through the pack a little bit, but I'm just shooting for that win now. Um, as far as, um, you know, ERX and Canterbury, both have been here in uh, Minnesota. Which one has been your favorite? Um, I mean, I would say track wise for sure. ERX, just cause it was huge. There was big booters everywhere. And like, it was pretty technical Saturday, um, where Canterbury, like, I don't know. I like the ovals aren't terrible, but I don't know. They just sometimes get to be little one line and just not as fun. So that kind of sucked because Canterbury is usually similar to like an ERX where it's like a pretty open layout and they have a lot of stuff they can do with it. But this year with what snow they had and stuff, it wasn't great, but the atmosphere is as atmosphere is always sweet at Canterbury, but I would say like track wise and whatnot, ERX was a little better for me. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I was um, at Canterbury, man. Spoiler here, but I was hammered at Canterbury, <laughs> and I uh, was having an absolute blast there. And then, you know, come ERX, I was hammered there too. But I really enjoyed the uh, the track layout of ERX. But Canterbury definitely that facility is top notch. And both times, though, man, Canterbury and ERX, I'm out here throwing money on you. And I, so far, you've come through. I'm I'm even right now, thanks to you. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Well, keep it going because I'm um, like I said, I'm like feeling like the best I ever have on the sled right now. Um, like, like I said, Canterbury and ERX were both good for me. Like I had, I'm pretty sure I had, well, I had top fastest lap time in practice, like both days at ERX and like my heats went well. I was feeling really good on the sled. I just need to just kind of go out there and like LaBelle, he's been obviously untouchable this year. I mean, I'll be the first to say it, but it's just kind of like he's been perfect in the finals and I've been like almost perfect and I haven't gotten that win. So I just need to get out front and just ride a perfect race. Um, And even like, I mean, have a few things go my way. That would be sweet. Like obviously LaBelle started back row on um, Saturday there, but he came out like fourth after the first lap. So he was, right there the whole time but um i don't know another thing's it's tough when you're like out front because 
you're like trying to go hard, but you're trying to pace yourself a little bit. And then like Jordan can obviously watch everything that I'm doing and see what's faster and what's not. So that's been tough this year. I think every race, like either he's got out front and just gapped everyone right away, or he's been behind me and been able to get around me. So I just need to stay out front, get out front and stay out front. (laughs) Now, do you think it's a, a fitness thing? Like, um, it's calling you fat. No, <laughs> no, <I'm not. laughs> shut up, Tito. <laughs> like, come on, I'm trying to be professional. <laughs> no, I think so. I mean, <clears throat> Jordan, I think he obviously gets probably more riding like preseason than anyone, pretty much, because he's got his track up up at his cabin, I believe. Um, so he gets a ton of riding in there and. I feel like coming into the season, like I definitely like his fitness was definitely better than mine. Obviously you could tell, but I think the biggest thing for me is just like, I know I'm like in shape. I'm like super fit, like strength wise, endurance wise. Um, I think the biggest thing is just kind of like riding, getting or like getting comfortable on my sled is one of the biggest things. Cause I mean, if I'm not comfortable with my setup, then I'm just riding stiff and then I do get tired right away. But like these last couple rounds, I've been, I've been like strong all the way through. I just need to, I think just relax a little bit. Like sometimes I'm just so like tensed up, like trying to stay out front or just focusing too much on like the little things. When if I just rode out there and had fun, that's when I, I feel the best and I can go the longest. Um, so I think that's like part of it. Like Jordan, he's so comfortable out in the lead. Um, cause he's been out front all year that like, he's just out there having fun where some of the other guys like myself, like we're just going for broke basically and trying to do any, anything and everything we can to stay in the lead. So I think just trying to ride comfortable and as smooth as possible, like helps me for sure. But I think overall my fitness and stuff is right where it needs to be. Um, you just need to finish the deal, finish it off. I mean, I think that's, you know, fantastic self-awareness to be able to be like, Hey, you know, acknowledge that he's been out there. And when some of you other guys get out in the lead, it's then like, you know, almost a mental, a mental head game. Um, yeah. Is, 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 and maybe this is quite a vague question, but is there any way then that you think you can kind of maybe get out of that mindset before race for, I mean, first of all, you're on the starting line, true nerves are, are, really high and then you get a whole shot yeah. in the lead you know just those nerves are at all time high is there any way you know easier said than done that you can maybe get out of that you know in like music routine different routine you know maybe try to be lighter on the starting line like anything like that yeah i think like i don't know i usually try and listen to some tunes before i go out um but like just stretching out i don't know i mean like i said the biggest thing is just like trying to like clear the head like if i if i do have a bad heat let's say or a good one like either one i just gotta like focus on the final and i guess kind of forget what happened before but i guess if i do have like a really good day like i did on um saturday fastest time in practice i won both my heats so like i kind of use that as fuel i guess you could say and like that really helped me i would say Do you, uh, do you need like a hype man on the starting line? Let's say like (laughs) hypothetically, like a six foot one overweight minority. That's just there 
pump you up and kind of like hype you up? You know, do you need something like that that like takes payment in beer? I mean, for sure. I wouldn't be opposed to that. I did have Lyle and Jeffrey out there hyping me up. I, what was that? That must have been before like round two or something. We were I think so. Us. When you were sitting on the tough block? Yeah, the tough block. That was fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. I, see, I need that from you, Jeffrey and Lyle. need you to yeah. hype the dude up. I am, um, I am your hype man. Don't be saying I'm not your hype man. Yeah, for sure. sure. Um, As far as like ERX goes, you know, when I was watching in that last final race on Saturday, um, what was up with that, uh, that backstretch? I mean, maybe I'm wrong here, but you kind of seem to have been struggling a little bit on that backstretch. Was it because the track was deteriorating away or that line that you liked was going away? Because that's where Jordan seemed to kind of gain his most ground was in the back, but then you would kind of get away then on that front stretch almost. Yeah, I don't know. I was like, I always watch back the races, like, even if I don't do well, just to see like what the fast guys were doing or like, for example, this past weekend, like what I was doing that wasn't as fast. And I don't know, I feel like I just, it was super rough. And like, it was just all like, there were a few, they had a few like whoops in there that like weren't the same size and like, were just shaped totally different. So like, depending on how you came in, I guess, like it just like you had to be just perfect with like your timing. And like, there are a few laps where I just mistimed one jump and then it kind of threw me off. So Jordan caught up to me a little bit, but that's kind of what I was talking about. Like earlier, I was like, I just need to be perfect with what I'm doing. Cause that's how Jordan's been riding lately. So, um, I guess, I don't know. The biggest thing was just my timing and focusing or like my focus, like, hit one jump and I like almost came off the one lap, but I don't know. I feel like overall it was, I had good speed, but like you said, I like right away the first half of the race, like it was like I had a solid line through the back and then that did start to like go away a little bit. And then I think that's when Jordan kind of caught up to me a little bit. He found a different line, like, and was able to see, Oh, that was a lot faster. I'm going to keep hitting that where I was out front. So I was like, kind of just, I don't know, in a pace of my own. Now, because uh, that line was deteriorating and everything, um, were you searching for another line or were you just trying to hit that line perfect all the time? Um, I think, like, obviously, like, that final, the right side was, like, a lot faster, whatever way you looked at it. So I was kind of, like, kind of, like, trying to find a new line, but kind of not, like, I don't know, I I don't know. I just kind of got stuck in that line, I guess. Um, <clears throat> so Jeffrey Law, I didn't tell you this, but in that final race, Riley, um, like I said, <clears throat> watching all that happen, you know, I was pulling for you, cheering for you. And then um, you know, unfortunately when you got by you on that back stretch, and you know, I, at least I thought you had pulled at least decently. I was like, all right, you know, he he's he can still get him. When he yeah. goes by and then the flag man does the the two things. So there's two laps left. Yeah. I, I booed like Jordan LaBelle as he went by. I was like, I was like, yeah. Boo. <laughs> and then when I got done booing, there was cheering like right behind me. And I turned around and it turns out it was his family. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know what? Maybe I should look around before I boo because uh, 
yeah. your child just flew through the air and I just said, nah. <laughs> uh, um, I guess uh, one of my other questions is uh, when you guys are out there for practice, uh, we'll, we'll say qualifying, um, do you ever like wait for a competitor like Nick or Jordan and just try to pace them? I mean, obviously you were, you were the fastest in qualifying, but you ever just yeah. like, like just try to follow like what they're trying to do. And I get it that the track changes throughout the whole day and it's yeah. never the same, but I mean, you ever just see what he's doing or what he's doing out there or just, like I said, just pace them at some point. Yeah. You know, it kind of like, for me, it depends. Like, they never give us like the same freaking amount of time for practice. So like, for example, Friday at ERX, we literally got like four and a half laps for practice. So it's like there, I was just kind of starting to try and get a heater and like getting, getting used to the track, like looking for lines where like, I remember in Deadwood, I, we got a pretty long practice and obviously the lap times are way shorter. So we had a ton of laps um, and I remember I did like wait up kind of the one lap for Jordan just to see what he's kind of doing. So I have, it is a good way to like, I guess, see what other guys are doing and like try and follow. But I usually don't like, I'm not like, okay, I'm going to wait up for Jordan and like try and keep up with him just because that's not really like what practice is for. Like usually, like I said, I'll try and get one like really good lap in. And then I usually just kind of explore the track and see like, lines and different spots of the track where I'm like, Oh, there's a hole here developing. Like just kind of look at that type of stuff. Um, from week to week and even like practice to qualifying to heat, to heat, to LCQ, to final, uh, when, when is the best time, uh, for you guys? Or like, like when is the track in like a really good, perfect groomed, uh, I guess layout, you know, like, is, is there a certain time that you look forward to like a track or does it change like, oh, like, you know, maybe at, you know, Deadwood practice was good. Or then, you know, at Chocopee, like race one was good. Like, is there any, does, yeah. is there any pattern or is it just so random? Honestly, I would say the best, like the track is, in my opinion, is usually after like opening ceremonies. So like our round one. So like for the pros, they probably don't like it because it's like a perfectly groomed track. So they find it hard to like pass guys because everyone's fast when it's groomed at the level we're at um but like once we go out it's two two rounds of pro and then depending on what heat you're in like a round or two of pro light so the track usually is like it's like rough but like still like super fun because you can hit most of the lines um i'll be honest like the finals this year like they haven't they don't usually touch up the track now and the finals have been super rough so like between the race weekends I've been trying to get out on a rough track just because I think that's like been a little bit of a struggle for me this year like not a struggle but just like comparing myself to like some of the top guys like Jordan, Shield, Pake like some of those guys have rode really well when in the final where like some laps I've struggled just to find lines and like stay smooth because I think part of my riding style that like I think where I really excel is like some of the technical stuff. Um, but, and that some of that stuff like wears away once we get to our final, cause everything's just so rutted out and whatnot. Um, so you're, Oh, sorry, Jeffrey. We're going to, uh, yeah. Well, um, speaking of track, 
what track layout did you like better from Friday to Saturday? Because Friday had some big ass jumps. Yeah. And, and obviously it was icy and and then Saturday, obviously with the warmer weather, it all turned into like a, a mushy snow, if you will. Yeah, I would say so like Friday, because everything was so like sugary, like basically the sugar just like kind of wears away eventually. And then it's just like a ice, like basically like funnels into like an ice where it's just one line. So like Friday, you look at pro and pro light and basically first through fifth didn't move positions at all. So like, I definitely preferred Saturday's track just because they changed, like they took away that one big triple in the middle. Yep. And I think that helped a lot just with like, I guess like, I don't know, people could try and make a pass there instead of just like a big triple and then double, double or whatever we were doing. Um, but then, yeah, a big thing too, is like the snow conditions. Like, obviously it's, I feel like it's easier on my body. I would assume most of the other guys when it's like sugary, cause they're like, I don't know, you just, a lot of, you don't hit as hard. Like it's just kind of sugar. Like you land and just poof where like Saturday it was super sticky. So everything just gets like packed in super hard. And like, I don't know, it's just, you got to muscle your sled a bunch more, but I don't know. I like the setup wise Saturday for sure. Better. There was a lot more lines, different lines and, Obviously, it made for more passing. Um, about halfway through the season, I mean, you're only what fifty? Is that fifty-three points down ish? Yeah, something like that. Um, with you know, halfway through the season, what's something that you're looking forward to? I guess the rest, the rest of the season. You know, you've got you know, you're returning to ERX, you're going to uh, you know, Sioux Falls here, uh, Grand yep. Rapids, and then uh, Iowa. You know, all different tracks, different states. Uh, what's something that you're looking forward to? And, and and do you think at some point you can kind of turn that around and maybe get a, get ahead of Jordan LaBelle at one of these races? Yeah, I think like one of the positives is like, yeah, the rest of the venues, like, I guess, depending on weather, um, a lot of like the layouts have been like pretty open in the past with a lot of like a lot of play, like they can do a lot of different things with the tracks we're going to. So I think that'll be fun. Like, just having bigger tracks, more options for passing, um, and that kind of thing. But I think the thing I'm looking forward to is like now, like, I mean, Jordan, he's kind of walking away with the championship, I guess some might say, but like I was able to push him all the way till two laps to go. So I think it'll be fun just pushing him and like, say he does get a start mid pack, like seeing what, how he handles the pressure i guess you could say um and like trying to push him if i am behind him trying to get around him and really push him to earn the championship i guess is there uh any sense of urgency then like you said you you brought up you know weather-wise well i mean first of all <clears throat> here in, in minneapolis we're getting anywhere from 18 to 22 supposedly you know inches of uh snow come friday um but again with that mention of weather you know is there any sense of urgency then and thinking like, hey, maybe Iowa's canceled or, you know, maybe Michigan's canceled or maybe one of these four races is canceled. So that yeah. means that, uh, that opportunity for points is not there. Is that is there a sense of urgency? Yeah, I did think about that. I mean, even with halfway through the season, like a lot can happen. But um, like you look at Jordan's finishes, like he literally won every race. So, I mean, as all it really takes is me winning and him 
coming off his sled or having a mechanical and like it's within reach, I guess you could say. So I don't know. I mean, I'm definitely like, like you said, like it is kind of coming to a point where it's the urgency is like creeping in, I guess. But, um, I mean, the biggest thing for me is just trying to stay consistent as I can. Like I said, like I haven't been outside the top 10, just trying to stay on that podium, maybe battle for a few wins and see what happens. Um, do you boys have any more snow cross related questions? Lyle, go ahead. I got a couple. Um, for me, you kind of touched on it a little bit. Um, I mean, it might be different for different racers is, uh, would you rather be in like second, like watching the lines, like in the heat, or would you rather be leading like you were, you know, like, like you said, LaBelle, it may be different, but for other racers, does it like change? Um, yes and no. Like, obviously, like I, I like to get a freaking whole shot. Like I've done and <laughs> be leading, um, because it is like, even like I was saying with like LaBelle being behind me, being able to watch lines, like he's, he's been running some crazy fast lap times and finals this year. So like even being behind him would be tough to make a pass. Like I was saying, but like some of the other guys, it's like, it's kind of nice because you can scope out what's fast, what's not. And I mean, the only bad thing is like roost. Cause especially now coming in, like we were saying to the last couple of races, it'll probably be warm. So like the roost gets tough because it just sticks to your goggles instead of just like powder. You don't really have an issue with, Um, so that way I think I would prefer to be out front just because I mean, less roost and you're obviously have clean goggles and whatnot can see everything, but yeah, I don't know if I had to pick one, I'd probably definitely say like be in the lead. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other one was, uh, you had a couple bad weeks, like you were saying, and what's it like, like, like going, what's going through your mind, I guess, like during those weeks where you're not having the ideal couple weekends and races, like, how do you get out of that? Like, what do you try to do to get back on the box? Like you did this weekend. Yeah, it's definitely tough, like mentally and physically, I guess. But, um, for me, like this year, I've just been trying to really focus on like having fun when I get too caught up in like the results and points and that type of thing. It seems like I, my riding just basically it takes a toll on my riding um where this year like I was able to after um Canterbury like even though I did finish like I think it was like seventh or eighth that day I crashed leading um so like it sucked but I knew like my speed was there and then we went to Deadwood and it was kind of like Deadwood is always tough if you don't get a good start because the track's so tight and whatnot but I had a pretty crappy weekend there too. And I think I just, after that, I was just like, all right, like I just need to get back to how I started the year. I got back to riding like literally right after Deadwood. I think I went and rode that Monday after Deadwood and I was just like motivated, um, got in the weight room. Like I was feeling really good. And then obviously we went to ERX and I had a super strong weekend. So I think just like kind of focusing on the next race ahead instead of the one behind, um, and then really putting that work in, you know, you, um, man, I was, we were having such a good interview and then you brought up Canterbury. And then when you <clears throat> wrecked, I totally spilled my beer in disappointment and, <laughs> and 
I was because I was like, you were so good. And then I like I like I think I don't know if I saw it or if they had like mentioned it, but I like I dropped my beer and then thankfully a buddy of mine gave me his. So, um, you know, that kind of helped. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, you, you got a big fan of me. Like I, I, I always pulling for you, especially when you know you got a, you got a class like pro light again, Jordan, Jordan's he's great. He's so talented. Um, but you know, people always want somebody else to kind of dethrone that, uh, somebody like that. Um, yeah. but do you guys have any other snow cross questions? Uh, no, nope. but people think like that Tito's like joking about like how much he does it, like cheers you on that like, he does <laughs> yeah. come back after the races and he's like genuinely disappointed sometimes. <laughs> like, like yeah. he's like, he's so close all the time. <laughs> yeah. Well, dude, I'm, I'm like the same way. Like. I mean, at this point, like, obviously being on the podium is great, but, like, I have four second-place finishes now, and I'm just, like, kind of, like, I'm, like, it's good for me because it, like, is just basically fuel to the fire. Like, I, I want that win so bad now that I think, like, it just makes me work harder and, like, ride better because I want it so much. So I think it's, like, I don't know, kind of, like, a blessing in disguise, I guess. Like, I'm just... I just want that win so bad. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you right now, year. you get, oh, wait, you get you that first win. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Riley. I was going to say like last year I was, um, I was the one LaBelle. He was on that streak last year and I beat him. I was like the first one to beat him and then Nick beat him. And then it kind of seemed like he, I think he won a few more that year, but then it kind of like slowed him down a little bit. So hopefully this year, I mean, hopefully in Sioux Falls, me or someone can get a win and see kind of, yeah, what that pressure does to Jordan. I'll tell you what, you get that dub, I'm getting hammered that night. Celebration. <laughs> yeah, you, you better. Uh, so I, I do got a few more questions that are not uh, Snowcross related. We're going to have a little bit of fun, uh, Riley. So uh, just kind of, we're going to ease into it. It's going to be nice. Um, obviously, obviously in high school, you played lacrosse. Uh, yeah. And I think you had won that state championship 2019, correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then our, oh, wait. Our, yeah, I was going to say our senior season got freaking like canceled because of COVID that yeah. next year. So, and like we were looking pretty good like going into that year too. So that it sucked that we couldn't like try and back it up. Yeah, you couldn't redeem yourself. <laughs> were there Were there any offers or thoughts of playing lacrosse in college? Um, like, I guess a little bit, like I did some of the, like, the, I did some camps like out East and like, I went, I, or I played for a club team and like, I had like a few just like offers from like smaller school, like division three and a couple of division two schools. But like, I don't know, it would be way, I, I wouldn't sacrifice like racing. I wouldn't not race in order to play college lacrosse just because I wasn't like, I started lacrosse, I think my eighth grade year. Like I played with some buddies like before that a few times, but like I didn't, I started a little later, I guess, than what I would have liked to, to, in order to play at like a high level in college. So I think that part just kind of, it was basically like an easy answer for me, I guess, to just focus on racing because lacrosse season, it's started right now so like pretty much starts i think like after the new year like some of the teams are in camp and whatnot so i wouldn't i wouldn't be able to do both so i had to pick one and obviously racing was a little higher on the totem pole for me so were you were you just 
like terrible at baseball and then you went to lacrosse or or what was the what was the deal there (laughs) (laughs) it's actually like kind of a funny story so like one of my buddies he it was me and my buddy his name is nate raditz we played we were on actually like the triple a team so it was like single a double a triple a so i was on like the triple a the highest team like traveling team for the longest time and then um my sister's fiance now boyfriend back at the time he played lacrosse and he was like he was recruited pretty heavy like d1 and stuff so like he was always like we were always playing catch and whatnot with the lacrosse stick and i was just like kind of burnt out of baseball at the time and i did a few lacrosse camps just for fun with my buddy nate who we both played baseball and we go try out and i guess the the people who do the tryouts like someone had like mentioned that we did lacrosse camps well then they put us on double a so like it was like kind of like i don't know it was just kind of a weird put us in a weird spot because we had been playing with our buddies on triple a for the longest time and then it come to find out that like we were we could pick what we were like tried out on or like graded on and i picked like three things and I went up and like was curious like why I got put on double A and they're like oh your pitching wasn't up to par this year. <laughs> well, that wasn't even one of the ones that I picked to be like graded on. So it was yeah. just like it was definitely because we did the lacrosse camps and we were like doing lacrosse stuff that they were just like all right like we're gonna put them on double A. So that go back and end, that was the end of my baseball career and then we went and tried out for lacrosse and then we were on we both made like the B team for lacrosse. And then by the end of the year, we were like subbing in on the A team, which was pretty sweet. Love that. Love that journey. Did you ever go back to that coach and be like, Hey man, fuck you. Or was it just kind of like, <laughs> it, was, I mean, it was kind of just like, whatever. Like I was, like I said, it sucked. Cause like my dad coached me for the longest time. So like all the hours and stuff we had on like doing baseball, like we're just yeah. not gone, but like, we're, I just moved on and I was kind of just like, it was a new sport. So I was just like pumped to do it. So then I was just like grinding my ass off doing lacrosse stuff. So I didn't even really like put any thought into that. Uh, do you, do you honestly believe that Minnesota has 10,000 lakes or is that just like a made up Minnesota thing? <laughs> I mean, it seems like everywhere you go, there's a lake or a pond or some something. So, I mean, maybe not. 10,000 lakes, but 10,000 lakes, ponds, rivers, if you count that. <laughs> um, you know, speaking of things that suck, man, being a Vikings fan, what's that like? Oh, it's it's great. Just every, <laughs> every year you, you watch every game and then they just disappoint you in the playoffs. Sounds like a Is Green Bay it- Packer fan, too. I was no, you stop it. You guys are you guys are like building now, so you probably Packers probably won't be good for another ten years. So now the Vikings, (laughs) the Vikings, time to shine. So, so do you think being a Vikings fan? Do you think that's why you're always coming up short, or like what's the what's the deal here with that? I mean, maybe, maybe I need to bandwagon over to the Chiefs or something. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Um, What about uh, what about like hockey? Like, how come, especially being in Minnesota? You know, were you a big hockey guy? Are you a big hockey guy? Like, uh, like Minnesota Wild? What, like, what do you think um, about that? Well, it's funny. I just actually went to a game last night. My girlfriend's dad got us tickets. Um, and I like, I love to watch hockey. Like, I think it's super entertaining. Um, but 
I I played like some pond hockey with my friends like growing up, but I was never like I never got into it just because my winters have been busy since I was six, seven years old, like racing. Um, so but I like to like watch it and go play every once in a while for sure. I'll tell you what, in back in gym class in high school, middle school, as I was growing up, I was they probably could assign me D1 for floor hockey. <laughs> like, I was just sweating going to lunch because I was freaking dangling kids and scoring 10 goals in floor hockey in gym class. He goes all American. Yeah. yeah. Back. Uh, so Nicholas Lorenz, he's a Wisconsin boy, right? Yeah, I mean, might be my boy. I don't know, especially being from Wisconsin. Do you think that you could beat Nick Lorenz in a rock, paper, scissors match? Best out of seven. For sure. hundred percent. You should. I, I can beat that kid. I can beat that kid in Fortnite. I could beat that kid in rock, paper, scissors for sure. You know, for sure. So you answered my next question. I was going to say, how many things do you think you can beat Nick Lorenz at? Oh, n- name it and we'll beat that kid for sure. I hope he, I hope he listens to this too. Oh, no, man. Nick's actually, it's funny because we like, I've gotten pretty close with Nick. Like we play, we play video games all the time together. Um, and I don't know, we just talk whatever it, whatever it is about. Like we spent some time like riding preseason stuff, but like we, we have so many hours on video games specifically Fortnite, and like i don't know it's been fun to get to know him and like just like have that have a racer that like you got that mutual respect so you know he's not just gonna come and take you out like especially because we're both like pretty fast so that's been nice to kind of have a buddy like that i got a few more questions here what's the uh what's the snow bunny situation on the circuit the snow bike the the snow bunny situation out on snow bunny what's that mean like all those uh white ladies out there what's that like (laughs) i don't know i got a girlfriend so i kind of keep my eyes on her only (laughs) all right so let's say hypothetically right hypothetically tragedy happens right let's say your girlfriend goes to save a child out of the street right Bam! Yeah. Tell a, a, a worm wormhole opens up. She gets pulled in. Never seen her again. Right? You're sad. Oh no! The, I love her yeah. so much. And then next next race season, what's that snow bunny situation like? Like hypothetically, from what you hear, what what, what do you think that situation is like? Are there plenty of snow bunnies to go around, or is this just like non-existent for snowcross racers? Oh, there's plenty, and I'll, I would just hook you boys up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're putting him in an awkward situation. Yeah. Every everybody eats, right? Yeah, he's yeah, like at fi- Yeah, he's like at 54 <laughs> minutes, babe. Don't listen. Yeah. <laughs> Tito, Tito's gonna be ready to go at the next CRX now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. he is. I'm I'm gonna need that uh, that 30 plus class, that double XL class, so I can be a snowcross rider and just yeah, oh, yeah. Have my pick of like the sixth and seventh round. I'm all right with that. Like, that's fine with me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, uh, blonde or brunette? Uh, blonde. Okay, brunette or redhead? <laughs> brunette. Yeah, brunette. Alrighty. Uh, so, uh, when do you turn? You got to be turning 21 soon, right? Or if you if if not 21? 
Yeah, I turned 21 back in September. Okay. So like like what's the deal, man? When are we going out? When we hit the strip clubs, like like we need like us, us three and and Riley. Jeffrey's a big party guy. When when's this happening? I mean, I don't know. Whenever you boys want. I'll I'll sober cap you guys. Ooh. <laughs> Well, I'm well, all with that. Three sober. Right there's that. three sober. No, no, yeah, no, yeah. no. Yeah. You can't be three sober people. <laughs> you can't just watch Wait, Tito so, have fun. Yeah. I got a question for you guys then. Are you guys in, where are you living? Aren't you guys in like Wisconsin or no? <laughs> I live in, uh, I live near Eagle River. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. Yep. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm in Wisconsin also. I am in uh, Minneapolis. Yeah, so you guys are at what your house, Tito? No, we no. are uh, in Skype right now or uh, Zoom. Oh, we're okay. We're all at different spots. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, he's, like, he's like, let's go tonight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what he was trying to figure out. Yeah. He's like the Spearmint Rhino downtown. I got really good mini corn dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, last last two questions. Uh, would you rather get frostbitten on the tip of your toes or fingers? Probably toes, just because I need my fingers for hanging onto the bars. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, all right, let's say your mom's in the other room, right? <laughs> yeah. Would, would you rather make sweet, sweet love to a homeless man or smoke crack and hope you live? <laughs> Jesus. Small crack and hope I live. <laughs> <laughs> I, I ain't making out with no dude. <laughs> All, right. All right, homeless woman or small crack and hope you live. Uh, maybe homeless woman, depending uh, on if he's go. got teeth or not. Because <laughs> <laughs> you might get that crack uh, left over. <laughs> no. You might get both. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and then uh, actually, oh, shit, I got one last question here. I'm sorry. I'm notorious for this. Uh, sweatshirt situation. What's up with that? Oh my God. Uh, okay, so I, I had, uh, I think we just had like one or two 3Xs ordered. But I need to, or I'm putting in another order, some like kids stuff too. So you'll get it before ERX. How about you should give them a kids one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Three yeah. Three you know the small sweatshirt you got. Yeah. Fit around your arm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Put that Riley Besser look like a fucking armband. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't have any more questions, boys, if you don't. All right. Well, Riley, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to uh, talk with us, chat and uh, talk about your season. And uh, dude, man, I wish you the best of luck the rest of the season. And and I hope that, you know, you get that dub. If not, you know, still pushing for that championship. Hell yeah. Thanks for having me on. It was a, uh, it was a blast. <laughs> All right. Thanks, All right, homie. Brother. I'll talk to you later. All yeah, right. later. Thanks guys. Later. Love you. Love you. Love you. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> so yeah, no, that was a good one. Yeah, a little insight, yeah. a little different. You know, we're 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 veering off the off road world, if you will, and you know, a little bit of snowcross. I like. Yeah, that. it I, is nice to like see different aspects of like the disciplines. You know, like how he's talking about how you look for ice and it gets powdery, and how you navigate through that stuff. Like for us, we're just used to seeing like. Crandon. You're yeah. Like, oh yeah. It's 
one line. You can, you can visibly see the line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pro yeah. four, pro two. Like here you'd like, all right, these guys got to switch it up. They're putting their bodies through fucking coming up short on jumps constantly. It seems like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you said, just kind of the difference of, you know, off-road and snow cross and, and, you know, maybe something I was not as privy to, to the information of snow crosses that, you know, like you said, these guys are putting through their bodies, you know, putting their bodies through a lot. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, these jumps, turns, physicality, and, and the track is changing, but it's changing in a different way than off-road. Like you said, yep. as, as off-road can be one line, it can be blue grooved, but in snow cross, like, dude, them jumps are starting to go away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you hit a jump that's supposed to be a triple and you come up short, like, ah, wah. Yeah. 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 Oh, wow. Everyone's going to be like, is that a Native American term? Yeah. What what did you just say? (laughs) He just gave Jeffrey his Indian name. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, wow. Oh, wow. But no, I mean, I mean, and it is nice to kind of, you know, learn more. I'm interested in Snowcross, but again, to kind of learn more about it is, is what's great. And I think, you know, has already made me a bigger fan. Yeah. yeah, and oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, all right. Um, I've been asked a couple of times, like through messages. Caleb, our buddy Caleb, asked me also was, uh, what do I like better? You know, like off road or the snowcross stuff. And for me, I said snowcross, like just because there's, I for me, I think it's a lot more happening. And then we grew up with like the motocross side, and that's what it, I like motocross, and that's what it like resembles for me. Like that's the closest I can get to shooting something like that. Whereas off road for me, I like, I love it and everything, but it gets a little, I should say like boring just cause like you said, it's like the same shit every lap for that. And then snow cross, like you guys said, it changes. These guys are flying through the air. The battles might not always be there, but still cool to see. Yeah. No, no. And I agree with Lyle on that point too. Yeah. Snow cross is definitely, uh, if it wasn't for the cold, I, I do snow cross all the time. Was it for the wind? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We got fucking yeah. windbird this weekend. It's, it's, it's a dry cold. Yeah, yeah. it's a dry cold. <laughs> Not the heat, it's the humidity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All those stupid yeah. West Coast people—they're like, it's a dry heat. I mean, shut the fuck up, still yeah. heat. It's you know, it's probably the same like for them too. Like a lot of our friends, they all like desert, you know, and we don't get desert. Like for me, it's like I don't know. I don't know what the whole hype is about the desert racing, but. Yeah, maybe it's like one of those things where you got to be there for it. Yeah, because you look at it hindsight, like from far away, like all we see is like, okay, a car drives by, they get in the car, (laughs) they drive 100 miles down the road, get out, set up, shoot, the car drives by, get back on the road, shoot. You know, that doesn't excite me, but maybe when you actually do it, it's exciting. But I mean, yeah, right it's now like, it's like not. a thrill. Like, like they, I mean, they've touched on it before. It's like the chase is what they love to do. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, don't get me wrong. Like the, the shots that are coming out of it and mm-hmm. like in the, w- what you think, how they do it. I mean, that's amazing with how they put up the videos and the shots that they get and the edits that they put out. I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely intrigued on doing it. So uh, someone hire us to come out. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I agree. Like you said, those guys, it's it's the chase of trying to get the shot. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. the that's the thrill of it, is is hoping that you're there. Like cause you get there, you're like, okay, did they go by? Did then they not then they not go by? Mm-hmm. So I mean, you know, part of it is is the driving, you know, the yeah. the the rush of um getting there in time. Um 
I think for me, Snowcross, uh, it's it can be a little hard to kind of see people at times, I guess. Yeah. You know, especially being in the crowd. Um, you know, you don't know until they get by. Whereas, you know, in, in off-road, um vehicles are bigger, sponsored bigger, colors are different. You can kind of pinpoint on who is what and you can kind of see things happen. Whereas in Snowcross, uh, to your point, Lyle, though, is, is there is a lot happening. And I think for us, for Rush, where I found it even more intriguing then is that we were trying to tell a story, mm-hmm. you know, of Pro 2 is, is we had to pay attention to like fourth, fifth place. You know, I mean? we had to pay attention to this guy trying to pass on this guy. Is it going to be a clean pass? Is it not? And I think that if we, I'm not saying that we're going to do it, but if we had, if we do something like that for Snowcross, you know, I mean, where there's a storytelling aspect, you know, similar to Rush is that we would have to pay attention and then we would have to like tell those stories because there's always a story developing, Mm -hmm. you know, on the track during the race around all the time. Yeah. Well, the crazy thing is, is that, uh, on my drive home, uh, I was editing and everything and, um, editing and sleeping, (laughs) but, um, one of my thoughts did come in, like, like Lyle and I and Zach and Jeremy and Brody, you know, we all shoot for the series. So we have all this footage and everything. (laughs) And, uh, it wouldn't be hard to to do something like that. Yeah. You know, just a, a little hype video almost. Like, it'll be almost like Snow Rush, <laughs> if you will. Yeah. But the thing is now is, like, all we have to do is get interviews. Like, we have the video. Yeah. We have the videos. We have the content. We just need a. now we just need to get it out there. What if you named it, like, Cold Rush? Well, <laughs> yeah. Just something yeah, dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Snow Rush. <laughs> Yeah. Can you imagine a show called Rushed? How stupid that would be. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So dumb. Can't wait God. till it comes out. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, should we take a little break until our next guest is off the airplane? Yeah. Let's let's go ahead and do it then. All right. Well, we're gonna go to Applebee's commercial. Yes, we're bringing it back. So bringing it back, hoping that they sponsor us. Yes. Mm-hmm. So hang on tight. We'll be back. Request for the sponsorship. <laughs> Get five bonus wings for one dollar with any handcrafted burger only at Applebee's. And we're back from the break. Such a long break. I mean, there has been zero snowfall in the event of this break. It wasn't much of a break, but yeah, it was a break. <laughs> yeah. It was a little break. Yeah. No, I mean, break. speaking of snowfall, what do you guys think of uh snowstorm? I, I don't know. What we talked it. We talked about it. We, I got like probably four or five inches now. And I was asking, is that a lot? Like, <laughs> is that a lot, a lot of inches? Is that yeah. a lot? <laughs> Is, is it not enough snow? <laughs> it's, it's enough to, to cause is a problem. Is it not enough? Is it too much? It's is enough it to a... cause a problem. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm happy with it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what to tell you. No, man. We we uh, we canceled a, a client yesterday because of snow, and it didn't even snow up north. Like, we got, like, two inches. Like enough yeah, to that, be that's disappointing. Like, yeah, that, like, that's yeah. very disappointing. Like when yeah. you're expecting yeah. a lot and you only get two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's when it yeah. becomes disappointing. If you I say mean, you're gonna get two, then it's like, okay. Yeah. Then we can prepare for that. 
It's yeah. it's one thing when you under promise and over deliver, but when yeah. you over promise and under deliver, I mean, been there, right? Yeah, <laughs> we all have. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna fuck you up, and yeah. you don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. God. Uh, but uh, no, so I mean, um, well, I don't know how much time our guest has but i mean we could uh definitely bring them on though we'll just yeah, ask yeah, them and I, then we'll just rapid fire it if it's short yeah oh. yeah i can uh i've just i mean handful of questions here that i can ask him and okay. uh you know again if we ever want to get more in depth we always can okay yeah. well there you go um well the cool thing too is that these guys haven't been on our podcast like so we're yeah. definitely we're definitely different so we're good Okay, uh, our next guest is on the top of his game, like the peaks of Gal Hubegan. And you're probably wondering, Tito, where in the world is that? Well, let me tell you. It's across that small, that small pond that we call the Atlantic Ocean. This man we're about to speak to has traveled miles and kilometers to get here. He has road-driven, spanked, and tamed every snowmobile he has touched. He started his spanking as early as 2014 when he won the Swedish championship. Is he from Sweden, Tito? Absolutely not. Ikea and Swedish meatballs are overrated, but not this guy. He's your reigning defending pro, pro snowcross champion. He's the, he's the Nordic snowcross king. He's the Norwegian beast. He's the Viking rocket. He's the number 200 pro snowcross rider backed by FXR and Skidoo. Born from Opdal, Norway, we have Elias Ischel. Hello. Hello. How are you guys? Good. Good. What's going on, homie? I'm actually sitting at the airport in uh, Los Angeles right now. Oh, nice. Where are you headed? I'm uh, heading to Los uh, Las Vegas for a couple of days. Oh, going to do some gambling. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've seen you gamble before. For sure. Not, not, not good. <laughs> not good. <laughs> no. You just spend some money. Yeah, so I got uh, uh, Tito and Lyle with me here. And, uh, yeah, we're just going to ask you some questions and uh, – Get this podcast rolling. For sure. Perfect. Uh, how was the uh, how's the season going so far for you, especially considering the off season that you've had? Uh, it's going way better than uh, expected. Uh, but of course, since uh, I started off uh, uh, the first weekend way better than I ever could dream of, uh, I felt kind of... Uh, uh, it was going to go uh, up from there and it uh, kind of wasn't uh, going to be uh, too much up because it was almost like a perfect week. And I went uh, two to two and uh, one, one, one that weekend. So uh, uh, I was almost on top of my game and uh, uh, but I didn't feel the best, but I, I was the best. And uh, I kind of have uh, had uh, up and down since that time, uh, some struggle with some stuff and I haven't been on my best either. So uh, 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 up and down from then. And uh, I felt uh, more back to myself now at uh, the last weekend and uh, when I, after I came back from uh, Norway and uh, from Canada, uh, when I was up there, I felt uh, I'm more back to uh, 100% uh, uh, in raceway. Do you think at this point, halfway through the season, did you think that you would be leading the, the points in the pro class? For, <laughs> I can be honest with you and say no. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, of course, I dream it and I kind of uh, dreamed about it and uh, all that kind of stuff. But uh, uh, I knew the situation and I needed to. I needed to take it easy the first couple of weeks and then, then like uh, go from there and take because the season is long. Uh, 
we're halfway right now. So my goal was to be to be not too far off or like to just go through the first couple of weekends and then like uh, start building up from there. So not like uh, be too far off and uh, to actually be in front. That's uh, uh, it's just uh, it's just awesome, of course. And uh, I feel March is going to be a good one. Uh, how was like, how was ERX for you this last weekend? The, did you feel that you were satisfied or were you a little disappointed with with uh, your, your results? <laughs> Sounds like you saw me after the race. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, I, I was happy and I'm satisfied with that. Uh, it was just that I had a feeling and then there, I, I knew I had so much more in me and I was kind of disappointing in myself that uh, I was kind of, I feel I was just uh, not rolling around, but I used a couple uh, uh, minutes in the mid, uh, mid through the final, uh, not uh, charging hard enough and not trying hard enough. Uh, so that's why I lost uh, the win. I felt like I, I know I had it in me. So that's kind of why why I got uh, <laughs> why I got mad after the final because I know uh, give me give me one or two more laps or if I've just been charging a little bit better in the middle or I I know I yeah, could have had the opportunity. So it was uh, just uh, uh, I didn't feel happy enough uh, with myself after that final. But uh, I'm super happy about the second place, of course, and uh, uh, it was a good weekend for me. And uh, yeah. Uh, Happy overall. Uh, with uh, with your knee injury, uh, has has have you gotten in better shape, and are you feeling much better from the start of the season, or is that still putting a, a wear and tear on your body, where you're maybe still a little tired, and your knees affecting you? Uh, it's getting better, uh, way better than what it was uh, uh, from Fargo, of course. Like Fargo. Uh, I didn't do long motos before uh, the race weekend and I kind of didn't know where I was at. So I kind of uh, did the races as the test form or I tested my knee at the practice, but I didn't, when I, every, every time I felt tired, I wasn't doing much more because I always wanted to feel good and strong. So uh, it was kind of a test when I went to the races, of course, but, uh, uh, and always after, after a couple first race weekends, I was really tired in my leg because when it first got, uh, uh, if I got just a little bit tired in my leg, it, it came back fast. But it, when I first was kind of done with my leg, it took forever before it got uh, back to uh, or building up again. So that had been way better the last couple of race weekends. I can just practice again a couple or one or two days after the race. Uh, first couple of weekends, I almost uh, struggled to walk on my one leg the first five days. So that had been way better uh, now for sure. And uh, uh, it feels uh, way better. Are you uh, still having like uh, a nagging problem, if you will, like during race race time? No, not at all. I don't feel it at all. I feel I feel 100 percent, and uh, uh, I have actually been training my leg to be 100 uh, percent how uh, uh, how I stand on the sled. So that's kind of uh, what was my goal from from mid summer because we knew I didn't have the time to be 100 uh, percent, uh, or my knee wouldn't be 100 percent, but it would be. Uh, 100% racing a sled, so that was our goal uh, to be as good as possible to be in that position where uh, where I stand when I race. So uh, yeah, uh, it works that way, and I'm super stoked. So with your with your recovery, I mean, it sounds absolutely tremendous. You know, your your recovery process through the year. Do you credit your recovery to you know, is it, is it Norwegians being built differently or is it, or is it just like a lot of drugs? Like, like what, <laughs> what do you think contributes to, to your, to your healing? 
Uh, it's just uh, the process, of course. Uh, I can just tell you that it's not drugs because if I just take like a, uh, if I just if I just take like a small uh, pain relief, I almost I get like I get so bad. I almost I can't remember stuff and stuff. So that really works on me. So every time like I I hurt or something, somebody says, "Oh, you need to take that when you race because then it's gonna feel so much better." But then my head starts to almost sleep, so I can't do that stuff. So it's better for me to be hurt, and I can actually think about this stuff and feel it. Because if I take the pain stuff, it's gonna yeah, I'm I'm my head is sleeping, so that's good, not good for me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it has been a long process with uh, with everyone. Uh, I'm uh, using the Olympic Center back home, and my physiotherapist from my hometown uh, that has been helping me out uh, really good. So I, I train with him uh, all week, and uh, we put up a good program uh, together and. Uh, uh, I kind of, <laughs> I kind of learn how to be hurt. Uh, hurt too. Uh, I've been broken uh, too many bones, uh, so I know the healing process and I know myself. So I know, uh, I know the feeling when I can push and when I can't push. And uh, yeah, uh, unfortunately, but uh, yeah, that's the way it is. And uh, uh, so I felt I, uh, I know my body enough to uh, know when it, I can push and when I can't push. So that's the that's the biggest part, uh, of course. I feel like to get. Uh, fast to recover. Um, do you guys have any uh, snowcross questions? Uh, no, but I'm going to say something like, uh, for me, if I knew my main competitor, if I was in that class, was like hurt coming yeah. in, and I'd be like, okay, I got a good chance at this championship, and then he comes out and wins. That'd be so demoralizing to me. <laughs> I was like, this guy was thinking about not even showing up, and then he comes out and wins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, That's kind of why. Like, I didn't, I didn't tell many about my uh, injury either before, before, uh, before the season, and only my the closest. And uh, uh, kind of, it was hard to. I didn't because I didn't even know myself how it was gonna be. Uh, so it was funny when I started he hearing all the rumors about all kind of different stuff that I haven't heard about. So it was funny. <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, track on, on Saturday, what'd you think about the track layout on Saturday or not Saturday, but Friday with the big old triples and the big air that you guys were getting? It's different. Of course. I liked it because it was bigger tracks, uh, bigger tracks, uh, more speed, uh, uh, so uh, it was different than the first ones. I feel like when we get down to the small tracks, it's uh, kind of you don't need to think. You just need to go. Uh, of course, you need to be smart out there to find different stuff, but it's not too many options. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I feel it was more options this weekend. I, it was decent. Uh, too many big jumps, I think. But uh, And we're kind of unlucky with the snow conditions too because it's hard to make a good, uh, good track when it's... Uh, sugar and stuff like it was on Saturday it gets down to one line because the the one line gets faster and faster and that's the problem then they need to uh, work good on the track uh, to get it to be slower and slower because that's when you need to find different lines because it, if it's the one line gets faster and faster uh, everyone is going the same stuff and kind of boring but uh, when it's rough uh, we need to choose lines and that's when it's interesting to and you can see who is actually uh, trying out there yeah, and uh, Saturday, you didn't get the best jump um, Saturday after the whole shot. Did you think of the possibility of you winning uh, and catching the leader um, on Saturday? Because you were hauling ass Saturday night. Yeah, of course. Uh, of course, I always think uh, or always believe you can do it and uh, you take the opportunity from where we are. And uh, 
uh, I, I knew I could have a, a, a couple spots where he can pass, but it was hard to get close because we're going so fast in the stretch. So uh, kind of everyone is, was just in a line. So you needed to be close where it was going to go, where it was going to go fast and you can pass them where yeah, it was going slower again. So uh, you needed to be close all the time to uh, actually have the opportunity. So that's the hardest part, of course. And especially with the snow dust too. Uh, uh, yeah, but, but we made it happen. Uh, just one shot, but uh, happy anyway. Uh, so uh, I know I know you got to get going here uh, in a little bit. I just got a, a few questions. So with uh, Eurovision coming up here in May, do you think Norway has a good chance to win, seeing as how they haven't won since 2009? Uh, yeah, I hope so. It would be cool. If so <laughs> <laughs> probably not. <laughs> yeah, I have no clue. <laughs> I can say that. <laughs> are you a big Are you a big Eurovision guy? Nah, not really. <laughs> okay, but I always, uh, well, I always share for Norway. So I will, anyway, what you say, I will just, uh, I will share for Norway anyway. You know? yeah. <laughs> I need to, I need to stand up for my country. I, I know I'd asked you on, uh, I think on Saturday, but, uh, but, but who are your top, top three uh, EDM artists? Top three. Uh, I listen to kind of everything, but the top one was I would need to see. I go because he's from Norway, of course, and he's big and uh, it's good. Uh, yeah, that's the only one. Oh, only, <laughs> only one. one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no, Tiesto, Vici, Calvin Harris, Martin Garrix, nothing like that. They work, they work. No, they're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, last question I have then uh, American women or European women? You know the answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that yeah. one's easy. No. I, European, you know. Are they are they freakier? Or, no. or what's going on? No, they're not fat. I don't know. No, they're not fat. <laughs> <laughs> so taking this too long now. <laughs> no, uh I, yeah, I know. I, I probably if you ask American, you'll probably say American, but uh, no, I will say uh, European because uh yeah, it's just more my style and uh yeah, uh like it better. Okay. All right. Uh so Swedish women or Norway women? I can't stay up for Sweden, so I need to say Norway. (laughs) (laughs) All righty, Elias, we are out of time, out of questions. We can always uh, do another interview here to get more in depth. But thank you so much for taking time out of your day. I know you're super busy. I know you're flying. So thank you so much, man, for uh, coming on the podcast. Yeah, thank you, guys. Uh, See you soon and uh, have a good one. All right, later. All right. We love you. Bye. Love you. Love you. Yeah, I love you. Ah, oh, short and sweet. I wish we had more time. I, it sucks oh, that he was trying. I mean, if you we could, would, if you guys would have been committed yesterday to do this, we would have been. There would have been more. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no. Yep. Me and Yeah. If we were all in yesterday, yeah. we would have had more time with him. Yeah. We were busy playing Call of Duty instead. Uh, Getting thirty pieces. Yeah. You know? I believe. I don't believe that at all. Sixty plus between the two of us. No. On one team. What were we playing like? Rank? Capture or like um, I don't, it was like it was almost like domination, but not domination. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what it was, but oh. we were dropping bombs, bombs, bro. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I think Elias, Elias, the the many names that comes with 
being foreign, I guess. <laughs> you don't know. Yeah, that. right. Uh, but no, I mean, this kid is fast. Yeah. I guess I want to go more in depth with him as far as like, um, and I hope he's listening, but um, I want to go more in depth with him as far as like, how much time does he have in the Snowcross world? Like, it is, is uh, retirement creeping up on him? You know, because if he clinches yeah. this year, it, it'll be his fifth. He'll be a five-time pro pro class champion five in a row at that it's like when do you call it a career yeah you know you know and uh talking to andrew um this past weekend since i was at erx you know he was like obviously he retired at a younger age and it's like he said it's like i don't know how much more my body can take you know he wants to walk when he's 30 you know what i mean yeah yeah. And, and like you said, man, I think that's a, you know, a question to ask and, and not saying that, you know, he is, you know, super old, but, you know, for how long he's been in it for being as dominant as he has been, you know, relatively, he's not a, he's not a young pup anymore. No, I mean, he's for sure on the back nine of a career for, for Snowcross. Yeah. And I mean, who knows, maybe, maybe we're totally wrong and maybe he's just getting into his groove. I mean, the likes of Jordan LaBelle challenging him next year, you know, maybe that'll light a fire underneath him. Because that was one of the questions I did want to ask was, like, with Jordan LaBelle moving to the pro class next year, uh, Jordan, if you're listening, no. <laughs> um, you know, like, is that going to light up a, you know, light a match underneath his ass to be like, all right, well, I'm in it for the next 10 years. You know what I mean? And then, yeah. And I'm not calling his other competitors, like, not worthy of staying in the class or anything, but it's like, can, you know, how much motivation does he have left? Yeah. Well, and, and like you said, though, is like when you've got a, when you've got a, a hot rising star, a talent like Jordan LaBelle, who's just, you know, running shot last year, this year, you can't help but wonder like, like, you know, what if, like if he gets in the pro, what if he's that guy that's challenging, you know, Ishel throughout the year and, mm-hmm. and, and again, it's not a knock on the other guys, but it's just, it's, you can't help but wonder what if. Yeah. Cause like Hunt, Hunter Patton all this weekend, you know, on Saturday, you know, he kept that, that lead the same distance, the whole race. So obviously he has a speed. He's one of the top pro riders. He swept, uh, Canterbury. Yeah. You know, so he's definitely a contender. It's just like Elias is just so damn good at being consistent. <laughs> Like you said, he came in with the injury, won, you know, and and had a few bad rounds, and his few bad rounds are second and thirds. <laughs> yeah. And I bet Still you those bad, yeah, those, those bad rounds are probably just lack of seat time even, like coming into the season, you know, like he wasn't totally comfortable maybe. Yeah. I, and, and now he is. <laughs> yeah. And you look at Cody Cam though too, you know, he's, uh, what do you want? He's had a few bad years. And just out of nowhere, it's starting to win again, and and it's still a contender in in the pro in the pro class. So it's just like, do these guys just have down years, and then all of a sudden they have a really good year and and they're back, or you know, like like when I guess, like I said, it's just like when do you call it a career when you've been so dominant for so long? Yeah, yeah, and and. And and, and I'm know, not man. talking like off road, like off road. I mean, you look at Johnny G, he's 56, 57 years old, you know, like, Damn. you know, like how long can you be in the sport? You know, like what's the longevity? Cause in motocross, you know, people are retiring at 27. 
Well, see, and that, and that's the thing of it too, is, is, you know, again, like at what point does he hang it up? And then I think another question, I mean, since we're already talking potential retirement, which is crazy to say, first of all, you know, for, for how young this, this guy is, yeah, uh, you know, potential retirement. It's like, well, what do you do after that then? You know what I mean? You're at the, you're at the top of the game, you know, you dominate Snowcross. Well, then what do you like? Does he open up his own school? Does he formulate his own team? Does he incorporate in some race team in that aspect? Or does he continue racing in a different discipline? Yeah, because he's he's actually I think he's a pro in Norway. Where is he? Norway, right? Yeah. 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 He's a pro in Norway at motocross also. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, see, and that was another question I wanted to ask him then was about uh snowcross and like motocross dirt bike stuff like that yeah because i i we were talking to him like last year or a year before that and he's i guess he's like everybody else that seen him ride a dirt bike like he's fast over, over there also yeah yeah I mean, I mean you know back to the point of like cody and hunter i mean cody's 17 back hunter's 35 back yeah you know yeah. what i mean all it takes one bad weekend no yeah. no exactly pretty much yeah <laughs> but like you said or like I said, like he's just so damn consistent. Like his bad days are good days for some pros. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. <laughs> he was so mad that he didn't push harder at ERX. Like, God. Yeah, he was pretty upset. <laughs> like he was like his start was so bad. Like I think that's why like, he got off bad. the I mean the cool thing was is like he got off the track and he took his helmet off and right away he like I was far away, but you could see uh, read his lips and everything. He was like, fuck, you know, like dude, like disappointed in a third. Uh, no, disappointed second. in a second. And, yeah. and that, that's, that's crazy to be at that level of discipline and be like, I'm not happy with second. And for yeah, how dominant, yeah. And for how dominant he is, like, it's crazy to think that like second is not good enough for him. <laughs> yeah. And then like he said, like one or two more laps, he thought he maybe had a chance at it then. Like he just said one or two more laps, I would have been like right there with him. Yeah. You know, the thing about pro too is that um pro as well. Um is you know, I'm looking at these points here. I mean, you've got these top eight guys. So you got, you know, Elias, Cody, Hunter, Logan, Daniel, Francis Peltier, Milhar, Adam Peterson, right? Mm -hmm. Adam Peterson is 53 points back in eighth place in pro light. Riley is 53 back and he's in second place. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I think it's, I think it's a testament to these guys in pro that, I mean, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth, it's 44 to 53 points back. It's 44, 47, 47, 47, 53. Yeah. And it shows how <laughs> hard that class is too, because yeah, Adam I guess Peterson got... was dominating two years ago in pro light. And yeah, he's like Ave. Like he's still a badass on a sled. Like he didn't lose it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Just like, this I, I guess. Hard. I guess that's the way that we got to look at it too. Because yeah, Jordan is so dominant in the pro light class that if he jumps into the pro class, how is he really gonna do? Is he just gonna step right to the front where he left off in pro light, or is he, you know, or is he gonna have some problems, you know, or not problems, but just to have some more competition, if you will, because uh, like. But there's no difference between pro and pro light sleds. They're all the same sleds. So it's just like where where will he stack up when he goes pro? When he goes to the pro class. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. I mean, and that's another thing too, is you know, what what's the driving style then in, in, in pro versus pro light? You know what I mean? Those guys in pro light, 
I'm sure are, are a little bit less inexperienced or, you know, when, when Jordan is out front, you know, or even if he's by Riley and, and Nick, you can kind of get away from them in pro, you know, they're, they're just as good, if not better, who's to say that they're just going to let him by, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. like, is it a tougher racing style? Is do they have that? Like, Hey, young dog, like you try coming in, I'll put you in the fucking wall, you know, or, or whatever it may be. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. And and I guess that's the question that we should ask Nick or not Nick, but Riley and been like, was there opportunities to do block passes? Was there opportunities to take that line away? Like um, he knows that maybe, maybe uh, Jordan was taking that, that outside line. Could he have veered over and just like taking the line away where he had to yeah. slow down, you know, and mess him up, you know? So I don't know. Snowcross is fun. Uh, just to think about the possibilities. Another challenging aspect too. I think that, um, you know, we're going here from, if we're comparing off road to snow cross is that these guys, I, I, do they have spotters? Like, they like, they like, do actually, they do. They do have uh headphone or earpieces that their spotter can talk to them. But okay, it, because I was going to say, man, like, well, like I said, the funny thing is, is like uh, Lyle and I were talking to Nick about this um, during uh, Saturday morning. We were talking to Nick. And he told us that he was just uh, stubborn and didn't want to change his lines. And his spotter was like yelling at him, like, Nick, go on the outside of this, you know, uh, off the back, back stretch, do the outside. The outside is a fast line. But, yeah. But Nick was used to his, his line and he never moved from his line. So, got it. You know, so it's like, when do you listen to your spotter versus like comfortability, if you will? Yeah, because um, I heard uh, Riley Riley spotter say the same thing like, oh, if you were to just switch lines, like maybe you could have held off Jordan. And Riley was like, I know, I know. But, you know, that's my line, though. That's the line that I raced for the last eight minutes plus two laps. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, like you said, at what point, you know, didn't maybe maybe he switched lines for one lap and became very uncomfortable. Like, Hey, I might send this thing. (laughs) <laughs> fucking over you know what i mean i might i might wreck on this shit yeah. so it's like you go back to that line they're comfortable with and you're like okay maybe if i run this line hard maybe i'll be able to last long enough to, oh. to fend off jordan you yeah. know oh i'll last long enough <laughs> <laughs> been there, no. yeah, been there. <laughs> he's like i don't last long <laughs> yeah i'll make it count yeah <laughs> uh but, but no, I, mean, I, I don't know, man. Yeah, Snowcross is great. Yeah, and I like and I like that we're switching to Snowcross a little bit because obviously it's the winter time, it's downtime, and not much is happening in the off world world right now. But um, but yeah, no, um, definitely enjoyed the podcast. Um, we just gotta you know hear from my fans. Do you like the Snowcross part of it from our off road peeps? And does our newly Snowcross fans like this podcast and like the you know, like both, both hearing both sides of shit, like both genres of racing, you know? So. Yeah. I mean, cause I, I think for sure that you two are, you know, as we've stated before, you guys are very familiar in the uh, motocross world. And this is something that you two, again, like you alluded to earlier is that compares to, to motocross. Whereas I'm from the short course off-road world, you know, since I was a, a little kid. Mm-hmm. So for me moving into snowcross, I still enjoy like the side-by-side action. Like I, I'm always going to be a big fan of like 
wheel, quote unquote, wheel to wheel action. Yep. And um, so for me, this is great to watch. You know, I'm obviously, you know, hammered in the front row <laughs> cheering people on you know, at Canterbury and ERX. Um, so, you know, I'm into it and and getting to hear these guys and know more, learn more about the sport, yeah. I think is is making me an even bigger fan than I already was. Yeah, no, exactly. And what I like, too, is that uh, we're starting to get known in the snowcross world now. Like people are starting to come up to us and asking us questions and, and being like, Oh, when are you guys going to make a snow cross documentary? And, or, you know, you got, you know, and you're, you know, our edits are, are badass and everything. And, and we're starting, we're starting that transition, if you will. And hopefully, like you said, maybe get a sponsor and, yeah. and, and B now we have a, now instead of just being seasonal, now we could be almost all year round. And I, and yeah, I don't, and I, and still, I still don't get why people like listening to us, <laughs> but I mean, they love you're us telling so, me. and I love, and I love our fans and, and it's cool. It's awesome. So, yeah, I, I it's, I, I don't get it either, man, but I, I it's the dynamic of it. I, I, I don't know, but, um, I mean, we, I enjoy, I enjoy doing this talking, bullshitting, mm-hmm. laughing, and, uh, you know, hopefully next year we're, we're doing this full time. Um, so I'm there at every snowcross race. I mean, I'd, I'd love to be, I know the, the cold isn't always the coolest, but I think with the gear that we got now sponsored by uh, castle X and we totally forgot to do the, Oh shit. <laughs> uh, line read. So I don't know if we should do it now or we do it. And then we insert it in later. Do it now. Alrighty. For facing the elements, castle X has you covered from head to toe. And for everyday wear, visit a castle dealer near you or visit castlesales.com castle X your performance gear company. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and, and again, like you think about last year, like what was the stuff you had to wear? None. I like, like I, what, I what gear, you had some, what Columbia winter. Yeah, I was just going to say that yeah. <laughs> some <laughs> North face, <laughs> some no name North face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I mean, I, mean, I, I I mean, I'll honestly, the Castle Ux gear, man, I'm fucking warm. Dog. Like, I, I had to take the liner out to to, yeah. to to be, like, not sweating my balls off. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and the thing of it is, like, I honestly, I like, we're not out here trying to, you know, suck sponsors dick or anything like that. But at the same time, man, like, like you said, it's good shit. It is. Like, it is. I mean, I don't know about, I don't know if you guys remember, but I rolled up to ERX in fucking pants and a pea coat, bro. <laughs> That's all I had. I didn't have any any like winter gear. Uh, well, the funny thing is, uh, Meline came up to us. Uh, she's the points leader in the pro women class, uh, and she. I thought I was gonna get yelled at because she was like, "You," and I'm like, "Me." <laughs> and she goes, and she goes at Deadwood. She was like, "I almost rolled. I almost rolled the finish line because you were standing on top, and I thought you were the yellow flag." <laughs> yeah, I was like, he was gonna get yelled at too. Yeah, and then she goes, and she was like, I had to tell one of the flaggers or one of the staff that that was doing the restart because unfortunately a, a rider got got injured, so they had to red flag it. And she was and she was telling one of the staff that, oh man, like that that media guy that's wearing the bright yellow stuff, like I thought that was a yellow flag. And the and the the staff guy was like, you want me to go yell at him quick? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well, what, what would you want me to do? Like, like, yeah. but it is funny too. Cause yell at him real quick. Yeah. yeah. But then it's funny too. Cause then you hear the other photographers talk about how bright I am. 
But then in the photos, I'm sometimes in the back background. Yeah. And I'm such a distraction. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm so fucking bright in the photos. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, they, have to, they have to edit around you. Yeah. But I'm like, yeah, cast legs, baby. <laughs> <laughs> name out there. Yeah, Just yep. think though, too. Next year is gonna be two bright yellows. Yep. Yeah. Can't wait. You hear that? No. <laughs> yeah, you hear that? Yeah. Hear that? Get ready. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or but, or maybe Castlex hooks us up with their new gear. You know what I mean? Ooh, new year, new gear. New year, Ooh, you know? new gear. There's a there's a t-shirt idea for Castlex. New year, mm-hmm. new gear. TM. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. TM. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Ted Mosby. Yes. <laughs> to me. To me. Uh, that was a good one, boys. That was um, a good one. I enjoyed that. I, I don't know our running time here, but I'm sure it's not as long as two hours with uh, Mr. Crazy Joe Greaves. Yeah. Yeah. No. Again, like I said, I, I'm always humbly, uh, almost humbly, I'm always well, humbled just to hear the response from you guys and, and, and even though we've been doing this for 37 episodes, you know, it, it's still cool to get the messages. It's still cool to have people come up to us and, and hopefully we get more Snowcross fans coming up to us and, you know, looking for the the Brown people, if you will. <laughs> and just, um, like I said, um, you know, comment, tell us what we're doing wrong. Tell us what we're doing good. Tell us who you want on next. Like anything will go like, I think a good one would be uh cold Katu for maybe the next one. Yeah. I, and you know, I would love to interview Cole and then just be like, Hey man, like your media guy's dog shit. Like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's the only reason why you're on here. Yeah. I just need to let you know. <laughs> yeah, cause That fucker, man. Yeah. <laughs> he avoided you yeah, all he weekend. Did. He all did a, weekend. He did a good job. <laughs> I think it was because he knew like that you wanted to see him like or say something to him so he's like i ain't gonna give this guy the satisfaction yeah <laughs> i dude okay i was pretty pretty you know on saturday right once, yeah. we, once we left the carlson complex yeah i walked out jeffrey i don't know if you could see me or not but i could see you and and casey by the starting line and like they were getting ready they were doing opening ceremony stuff for like the pros like the top five i think yeah i almost like yelled I was almost like, Casey. And then, so I was going to do what I did to him at uh, Canterbury. I don't know if you remember or not. No. Lyle, do you remember? I don't think so. I think it was like that, that last day, Pro Light was about to start, and Casey was walking by like one of the finish line stuff. And I was like, I was really loud. I was like, Casey. And I just flipped him off like double bird. <laughs> like double bird flipped him off. I was like, you suck. <laughs> like track officials were like looking at me. <laughs> and like people were staring at him they're like oh my god like what did you do and so i think that's i think that's why he was avoiding me uh, because like, I, I was gonna this. do the same thing <laughs> do something unprofessional i was i was gonna shout like across uh from that fence line and it was a distance so there would have been probably 58 people looking at me <laughs> not have been given casey the double bird telling him hpp visual sucks uh but no it's always good um, like I said, the video that, um, we made, um, just like a little recap of Saturday, um, we had some people, um, say, you know, welcome to ERX, this is Snowcross. And even those guys reached out to us, 
And we're oh, like, really? yeah, they're like, dude, badass video. And the, obviously they wanted the clip. And I'm like, ah, I don't know if I want to give it to fans, unfortunately. So, yeah, I just I, I left just it on, on record, red. man. <laughs> I left yeah. it on the screen recorded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so hold on on the right side of your uh, iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> but Actually, no, no, it, it's cool. It, like I said, it's definitely cool that we're cool. getting into the Snowcraft stuff. And then, uh, yeah. Like I said, thanks. Thanks, everybody listening. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks for support, supporting us. And yeah, let's keep rolling. Yeah, guys. Uh, so we're going to wrap it up. Um, <laughs> weird. <laughs> Never. We yeah. gonna, uh, do the unusual. We're going to wrap it up here. Yeah, like Jeffrey said, man, thank you guys for everything. Thank you for listening. Let us know, again, what whatever you guys, who you want on, what you think. And, uh, you know, we're always going to try to adjust the show to make it more entertaining or, you know, uh, or whatever gets you guys to listen. So thank you guys so much. Um, We will be back and um, I will talk to you guys later. All right. Bye. 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 Love you. Love you. Love you. This is how legends are made.